Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I'm your host, songwriter Matt Targa. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today is one Jasmine Gillison from Arlington, Virginia. Jasmine is an events manager at a local university and a singer-songwriter performing in many different haunts around the greater Washington, D.C. area. She recently performed at the famed 930 Club as part of this past summer's D.C. Music Rocks Festival. Jasmine has been up to several things, creatively speaking. She's finishing a single, which could be ready by the time you're listening to this podcast. Jasmine is also working on her bass guitar chops to add to her musical quiver. I'll drop a link or two in the show notes for you to check out her tunes as well as her show schedule. Jasmine's favorite sports include soccer as well as ice hockey. Uh, Her favorite TV shows to watch or stream include The Gilmore Girls, Versailles, which is a period drama on Netflix that just ended, and other period dramas including Downton Abbey and The Crown. She also enjoys reality TV shows on TLC, as well as NBC's This Is Us. We asked Jasmine if she has any pet peeves, and she replied, quote, when people sneeze without even attempting to cover their face or nose. That is really, really disgusting, Jasmine, and it's safe to say I I personally could not agree more with you. For our chat today, Jasmine has chosen Nelly Furtado's debut record, Whoa Nelly, which was released on October 24th, 2000, through DreamWorks Records. Whoa Nelly was recorded and engineered in several locations throughout Ontario, including the gymnasium, Can-Am Studios in Tarzana, California, Metalworks Recording Studios in Mississauga, Ontario, Iguana Studios in Toronto, Ontario, as well as McClear Digital Studios in Toronto. Whoa Nelly was mixed by Gerald Eaton, Brian West, Nelly Furtado, John Rabbi Levine. It was mixed by Brad Hanel and mastered by Scott Hall. Jasmine, thanks so much for being on the show today. I'm really glad to sit down and, and chat with you. And oh, uh, thanks uh, the other day for cluing me in as to what exactly a pluot is. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, great. And, and before we get started, I, I have to ask you, you know, do you closely follow the women's U.S. national soccer team? I, I follow a few of them on Instagram and I always watch um, when they're when they're playing in their tournaments. Okay. Do you, do you happen to have a favorite player by chance? Yeah, because that would be Tobin Heath. Tobin Heath. Nice. I I, I like the uh, the game and, and technical prowess of Sam Mewis at central midfield. She happens to be my favorite. Awesome. Well, all right. Well, let's get settled into our conversation. We're talking about Nelly Furtado's Whoa Nelly. What made you choose this debut effort from Nelly? I think um, this one just, this album just feels like one of those that I listened to so much um, from when it first came out and over the years. It's just one of those albums kind of wore out but at the same time it's always great to listen to even 19 years later 
um, just, yeah, on heavy rotation. <laughs> nice, nice. So we know that Nelly Furtado is the vocalist and, and lead singer of this particular project of hers. Um, can you tell us, you know, some of the additional players on this record? Yeah, so I actually didn't know until I knew we were going to have this conversation. <laughs> um, and I looked a little bit, I dove a little bit deeper. And it seems that um, the guys that he produced the album with played a lot of the instruments as well. Um, let's see, I'm checking it out here. There's a team called Track and Field um, who played on several songs. Uh, let's see, I see Brad Hanel on pepper shaker on some of the songs and um i know that he mixed the album so it seems like she had a really close team of people who played on the album and produced and mixed as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah it sounds like it was you know people were pulling double duty in some cases when they were recording this effort and that's uh that's always really exciting when you have that really kind of close collaboration on a record i think yeah you know yeah so can you, um, you know, can you paint a picture for us as to, uh, you know, where you were when you first, you know, were exposed to this record, were exposed to Nelly Furtado? Um, what, you know, or what made you, you know, gravitate towards this record in general? Yeah, I, so I wish I can remember the moment that I picked up the album, but I do have a, another distinct memory and it's that I had the album with me, the physical CD, and I did not listen to it until uh, freshman year of high school, I was going on a band trip. So I played clarinet growing up and each year we would take a trip. So my freshman year, we went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And so we, uh, we went to Dollywood and I remember kind of driving through the mountains and all that. And I, I waited, my memory is that I waited until that trip to play the CD on my Walkman it was, uh, it was like a sports, a sports model, like a black and yellow rugged Walkman, Discman. Um, yeah. And so I, for some reason, I just wanted to save it up for that, that long trip. And uh, that's when I first started listening to it. And um, after that, years later, it was playing in my car for a while. But um, I would have been 14 at that time when I first was listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a different way of experiencing music back in the Walkman days because, you know, oftentimes that headset could stretch out where you could sit with a friend or a significant other, something like that, and just like share earbuds that way. I mean, later on, you know, te te technology sort of evolved wherever, you know, each person could get their own earbud. But I always, I always thought that was kind of cool about Walkmans you know, and, and the headset component of things. That was always just a really neat experience for how you could listen to music that way. So we are talking to my friend Jasmine Gillison here about Nelly Furtado's debut record, Whoa Nelly. And uh, this happens to be, uh, again, her, her debut record. Uh, Jasmine, is, is this piece of music vastly different from work that was released after her debut record? Or do you think that this was uh, perhaps a forerunner or some sort of continuum of a sound that she, you know, has been building on throughout the course of her career? I would definitely say it's different. Um, I feel like 
pretty much every album she's put out has had a very specific sound that's different than the one before it. Um, this was my favorite of hers. And um, the one to follow, which was called Folklore, um, definitely has some more folk elements to it. Um, but Woe Nelly, uh, apparently it's called trip hop, the genre <laughs> that, um, you know, the experts put this album into. Um, and I had to look up what trip hop is cause I wasn't familiar with that term, but it's, um, apparently it's like a combination of, uh, hip hop, electronic, um, and they kind of merge to become it, its own thing. Um, but I would definitely say this one stands out amongst her discography. Yeah, it's a real, real just a kaleidoscope of sound that you know that you hear and hear. And uh, we could talk about some of you know some of your favorite tracks if you like. What you know, what are your favorite tracks on on this LP, and what you know, how do you connect with them? Uh, well, number one has to be "I'm Like a Bird." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, track number five and uh it's just one of my favorite songs ever and i was trying to think i don't know at what point the music video came out for it but it's got some very visually kind of memorable moments in the in the music video and i feel like the song has a lot of space in it and when i listen to it it's just like this warm feeling like just a sense of home or um I was thinking about this yesterday kind of like a a good old pair of jeans that you can just put on and they always feel good and um familiar you know mm -hmm. and for some reason her music it just kind of makes me connect back to myself in some way and yeah it's it makes me connect I don't know yeah. how to better say it, but it just feels really warm. And um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, you, you, you alluded to the music video. And there's a really interesting portion of that about, I would say, three quarters of the way through the track. And there's this part where you see Nellie, who appears to be playing the main character, um, taking taking part in almost kind of like a trust fall sort of sequence. and and She's fall she she climbs up this tree and she decides to take that that trust fall, falling backwards, and then presumably out of nowhere, she's caught by what appears to be a legion of her fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a really very powerful metaphor there. Yeah. Um in reading more background about the album, I I learned that she wrote every Oh, all the lyrics for every song, which is great um, because I think growing up when when I was younger, I would just assume that anybody singing a song, they wrote it, but that's not the case. Um, and from what I understand, I think she kind of took pride in having ownership and um, kind of power in in her music career and, and taking it in a direction that she wanted it to go. So maybe in that music video, it's kind of like a reminder to herself that um, you can take a leap and, you know, kind of step out on your own. But in the end, it'll be worth it and you'll be fine. And 
there's support around you. So I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That's a, that's a beautiful statement. Um, are there, are there other tracks on this particular record that kind of, you know, um, share that type of symbolism or are there, you know, some other, what, what other tracks on, on this record do you particularly enjoy? Um, I think the, the first track, Hey Man, is a pretty fun one. Um, track number two on the radio, there's some lyrics. I've got the lyrics here because they're in the um, little jacket here. Um, there's some sentiments of kind of standing up for herself a lot of times and, and um, kind of saying to somebody, like, you thought that I would, would do you wrong or you you know, you thought full of me or you spoke ill of me and you don't really know me. And um, there's definitely this kind of strength that I hear through her lyrics. So um, for sure, I hear that in um, on the radio. Uh-huh. Definitely got that kind of strong vibe to it. Turn Off the Light is another fun one I like. Um, there's the lyric in it. Oh, actually... That's an interesting one. At the beginning of the song, Turn Off the Light, um, she starts it by saying, it's getting so lonely inside this bed. Don't know if I should lick my wounds or say, woe is me instead. Um, and I like I like those lyrics because um, kind of it allows you to connect with somebody um, through those moments when you're feeling down. And um, I think growing up, seeing the the images of Nelly Furtado and listening to her music, I think I kind of felt like she's really cool and probably wanted to be a little bit more like her. So it's kind of cool to, to be able to connect with somebody on a level where it's not always, uh, you're not always feeling great, you know, mm-hmm. kind of lower moments too. And so she has those highs and lows and different, different energies throughout the album. For sure. Um, and I paid attention to that music video and uh, there was one lyric that, that stood out for me. And you know, I, I hope I'm quoting this correctly, but she said, she sings, not everything in this magical world is quite what you see. And there's a lot of, that's an interesting, it's an interesting statement because the images that she's projecting, you know, at, at least in that video, there's a lot of glamor and glitz going on. She's having a good time. She's dancing with her friends, but should you really believe what you're seeing on the screen right now? Yeah. It's a really interesting juxtaposition there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. So are there other tunes that you, uh, that, that really jump out at you that, you know, that, that you keep coming back to again and again, and just, you know, are there any just really just interesting moments in some songs that, you know, you've, you've kind of taken with you throughout, you know, your, your appreciation for music? And her career? Yeah, I think there there's a lot of interesting rhythmic and kind of percussive elements throughout the album. And they're really fun to sing along to. Uh, like um, Well Well, which is track number nine. That's got some really cool um, like rhythmic, lyrical lines that are fun to sing. And I'm not sure if 
if her style has found its way into my own music, but I definitely um, have a kind of, I would say a strong rhythmic element to the music I create. And um, with the kind of some different types of phrasing that I use Mm -hmm. when I'm writing lyrics. So perhaps in some ways she's um, influenced me. But um, I definitely appreciate all the rhythmic elements that she's used, for sure. Very cool. So we are talking to my friend Jasmine Gillison right here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarkas, specifically about Nelly Furtado's debut record called Whoa Nelly. We've talked about the smash hit, I'm Like a Bird. We've talked a little bit about Turn Off the Light. We've talked about another track called Well Well. Uh, Jasmine, are there... um, any other tracks besides these three that you, you know, like to revisit from time to time? Um, I usually, I would say I, I tend to go through the whole album, mm-hmm. <laughs> just play it from top to bottom. Yeah. Um, and I think they're all great. The, the track that he ends it with, um, actually the last two, I Will Make You Cry and Scared of You, they're definitely different from all the other songs. Uh-huh. Um, they're a little bit more um, kind of quiet in terms of the energy, uh, a little bit darker. And so those, I think, sometimes you need to be in a certain mood to be able to listen to those. But I um, more heavily listen to the the front end of the record, mm-hmm. which has the more upbeat rhythmic songs. And uh, definitely I'm Like a Bird is number one for me forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say uh, in college, my roommate, she made like a mix CD for everybody at the end of the year. And um, she assigned each one of us a different track. And um, mine was Party by Nelly Furtado. So I think I must have been playing this album a lot. <laughs> in college too. Yeah. Because um, that's, that's the song she assigned to me. Yeah. So Nelly Furtado, we, we've, we've talked a little bit about trip hop and I'm not sure if, you know, these particular genres fit into the definition of trip hop, but some of her music's been described as, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a tinge of bossa nova, a little bit, a little bit of folk pop, you know, with uh, uh, some uh, certainly Latin influences, lots of spoken word poetry. Um, so just a really just nice menagerie of sounds that you get from from this debut record from her. It's really just, it's a, it's a captivating listen. Yeah. And, um, I honestly, I hadn't thought much about the, the bossa nova style and the Latin influences until, uh, the past few days when I've been listening more closely. Um, so I think I just, in the past when I've listened to it, I just love Nelly so much. I wasn't listening super closely and, and wondering about, um, the different influences mm-hmm. that um, resulted in her creating this album. But there are some strong um, Latin influences for sure. And you can hear that throughout the album. It's, it's cool. And I know she's um, Portuguese Canadian, so that may have something to do with it. Maybe some Portuguese influences. Yeah. 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 There are a couple of other, you know, really just really killer tracks on here. One, 
one song I, you know, seems like a bit of a nod to Tony Bennett, uh, try, trying to find a way. She starts off by singing about, you know, how she's left her heart in San Francisco, but then she's referring to, she left her heart in San Francisco with, with some club kids. And she's, she's asking the audience if, you know, they would like to be a part of her American dream. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if that was a, a bit of a nod to Tony Bennett and his vocal style delivery. And there's some other, you know, some other, you know, very interesting characters in there. She seems to take some inspiration from Peter Pan, you know, encouraging her that, um, you know, that these dreams of hers will, you know, eventually come true down the road and, you know, trying to see past, you know, perhaps some, some lethargy and, and just to keep forging ahead through, through, you know, this young fledgling career that she had at the time. Yeah. Um, that one definitely feels different. Um, that one stands out amongst all the tracks because it, because of the spoken word element, I feel like, um, when I listen to that song, I'm visualizing kind of an open mic night type vibe. Oh yeah. Yeah. Out in California, lights, colorful lights. Um, yeah. A group of young people who are, um, yeah, expressing themselves through spoken word. That's what I always think about. <laughs> nice, nice. We are talking to my friend Jasmine Gillison here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka. And uh, Jasmine, we like to ask this question involves cover art. And the question goes like this. We live in a universe now where information and music can easily be accessed in the palm of our hand or with a click of a few buttons. Even in the 21st century, artwork, you know, always remain a cornerstone with each newly released single or album. Uh, what is conjured up in your mind when you take a look at this album cover here, or if you, you know, can see the liner notes right now, what, what resonates with you? Does it, does it take you back to that, early, early aughts, the 2000s, and, you know, when this record was released? Yeah, um, I think I feel similarly to how I did when I was 14 years old, looking at this cover. So it's it's Nellie laying in a field of grass, um, close up though. So um, she's looking at the camera, kind of, um, kind of, I don't know, resigned, or she's thinking about something yeah very still yeah and to me i still get this sense of she is so cool (laughs) (laughs) she is so cool yeah and um i don't know it's just that cool calm collected strong young woman and it's it's like i'm still a teenager (laughs) Jasmine, it's been such a pleasure catching up with you today and talking about this uh, Nelly Furtado's debut record, Whoa Nelly. Thank you so much for coming on the program and uh, talking with, with me and our listeners here about how much this music means to you. Thanks so much for having me. It was really fun to revisit this. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jasmine. Uh, all right. Thanks so much to Jasmine Gillison for taking some time to stop by today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Take a moment to tell a friend or family about our show, and feel free to drop us a line at hello at cover2coverconversations.com.
Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. And we hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover.